Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash profaneargument or click the Audible link on our website, profaneargument.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPad, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. everyone and welcome to the profane argument podcast for tuesday may 30th 2017 my name is ray and along with me are i'm karen i'm jared this is ian this week we are going to be talking about uh people protesting the ark in kentucky and our president the world's jester <laughs> but <laughs> that's my title but uh but first i wanted to discuss some of the state news some things that are going on first i'm going to start on a more positive note Yay. From Arizona. Isn't that, where, isn't that where John McCain is? is yeah, he's like a senator from there, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he was born there. We just watched We watched him on, uh, where was Seth he? Myers? Seth Myers. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, it was interesting how, but Seth didn't ask enough questions. But in any case, for the news from Arizona, uh, Democratic Party has approved the formation of a secular caucus. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what because every state is different in how the the parties are arranged and how things take place. But apparently this allows the uh, a group of secular democrats, it allows them to actually vote in the party prior to an election. It it actually gives a voice to the secular democrats in the state. Well, that's good news. Yeah, absolutely. And now my question is, well, how can we get something like this going in our state? That's <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe a harder nut to crack. <laughs> uh, you should tweet out to Arizona Atheist and ask him uh-huh. what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps he's friends with the Iowa Atheist. I can only assume so. I can only assume each state has one person with that handle. <laughs> Wait, is Ray the Pennsylvania Atheist? Um, oh. Well, no, the Pittsburgh, P- Pittsburgh atheist. atheist. It's I don't know if there's good. I don't want to start a rivalry. Uh, well, you, well, Ray or Karen, either one of you could be the central PA atheist. Oh, there you go. It's a big enough state. You can have three. I suppose. I suppose that's possible. Wait, that'll make me the east, east, eastern Pennsylvania atheist. <laughs> that's a fucking mouthful. Forget it. Ain't happening. Borderland atheist. Yeah, border town. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm Judge Jared. I can't be Judge the atheist. Jar- yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking it, it also says that Utah has a secular caucus. If Utah can have one, I'm pretty yeah. sure Pennsylvania should be able to have one. Yeah. All right. Are they so giving themselves cool names, too, like the Jeffersons? <laughs> I think they're just the secular caucus. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does anybody watch Veep? Nope. No. no. Okay, then that Jefferson joke's not going to play with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they uh, in Arizona, they needed 20 members of the state Democratic Committee to approve a caucus, and they got 96. Wow. So that's a little over 20. Good job. However, also in Arizona, and I'll warn you that if you click on this link, there's an autoplay uh, video. Ugh, I will not click. Yeah, I hate the autoplay. But uh, the article is from, it's about an Arizona lawmaker who believes that the earth is 6,000 years old, and she is the new chairwoman of the state Senate committee that oversees education-related legislation. <laughs> So apparently she has been in public. She has said that she buys into the conspiracy theory around chemtrails. 
Oh, no. Uh, she has shared her opinion that the church church attendance should be mandatory. <laughs> and uh, wow. she did that during a legislative debate on whether concealed weapons should be allowed in public buildings. And, yeah, she voted for that, which I don't really understand if you're in a public seat. How Christian of her. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so where she declared Earth, uh, she says Earth has been here for 6,000 years. There's a video of it. And it's during a debate to allow access to public lands for mining purposes. So it's allowing, uh, you know, state-owned lands to be mined yeah. or fracked or, uh, you know, whatever. And, of course, she is pushing for that. But during her speech, she said that, well, the Earth has been here for 6,000 years and... It's been fine, so why not allow it to happen? Why not allow the mining to go on? I, All right, well, at least it came up in a situation where she wasn't like, we need to teach this to the kids. It was, I, I mean, it's still dumb, but I also love that whoever wrote this article put the Bible and chemtrails in the same category. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is anybody taking her, like, she, uh, she just sounds like an awful fucking person. But yeah, it, it, do people listen to her? Is she a leader or is she mocked? I imagine both. Yeah, do they just put up with her? <laughs> well, she no, leads probably. this panel, right? Yeah, she is the chairwoman. Yes. How the fuck does that happen? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do people just not pay attention and vote for the name they like? I, I'd I imagine didn't... you'd have to keep that shit on the down low while you were trying to get that position. And then I guess once you get it, you could be like, oh, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> she probably ran unopposed. That could oh. be it, too. Yeah. In the, in the last election, it was shocking the number of people that ran unopposed. Yeah, just amazing the people get the seats that that do. Uh, but then again, there was this this last time there was a big push for a whole bunch of Republicans. Uh, you know, ever since the Tea Party came up. Yeah, wasn't there a, a guy in charge that. of like our National Science Committee, and he was standing in front of a bunch of deer heads telling us like that the Earth was six thousand years old and that climate change wasn't real, and he was like head of the <laughs> science something. <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck does this happen? And why is he in front of a bunch of deer heads? <laughs> is there a connection between that you know those those thought processes and religion i mean is the earth placed here just for our consumption is that part of religious dogma that I, the animals are here for us to eat and the, the minerals are there for us to reap i always looked at it just as like republicans and conservatives don't want to be regulated because that costs them money and since they pander to the religious crowd, the religious crowd just bought into it. Sure. There is, there is also a uh, – there's a verse. I'm not going to be able to remember it exactly, but uh, that man was given dominion over the animals and the, the land and whatever. So I'm, I'm sure that verse is – actually, I've, I've heard that verse used in public speech. Hmm. So, yeah, I think it goes hand in hand. I still don't get the chemtrails, but okay. <laughs> Nobody gets the chemtrails thing. I've seen people post no. on this. Taking pictures up in the sky. Don't go outside today. It's crazy. The aluminum. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> haven't signed. I mean, flat Earth. I don't know what to make of any of this shit anymore. Water vapor and a little soot. Just stop. So over in Missouri, there is a 60 foot tall cross. They call it a Christian cross. I suppose you could have a cross that's like the Red Cross, but. In any case, uh, this is a 60-foot-tall Christian cross that is in the park, and the uh, Freedom From Religion Foundation has recently sent a letter of warning saying, hey, knock it off. Apparently, this was put up by the local government, and yeah. not only that, but uh, every night it's lit up. So <laughs> they pay for the uh, electricity to light it up as well. It sounds very similar to what's going on in Milford. Oh, really? Is there something 
monumental. Did I tell you guys a story about the cross and the and all that shit? Oh, maybe. Sounds so, familiar. Yeah, there was a... It was a, a long day at work today, sorry. Yeah, so, yeah there's, it's almost exactly the same. There's this mountain that overlooks the town, and we have a... There's a star up there and a cross. It's all on the same thing, just lit up with Christmas lights or whatever. And during Christmas, they light the cross, and during Easter, they light the star. Or maybe the other way around. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> that that land just recently got bought out by the government, and now it's public land, so they can't do the cross anymore. And uh, everybody's mm-hmm. making a big stink about it. So oh, because like, they want the it's, – it's always been there. It's traditional, that kind of crap. It has been there for at least 50 years, if not longer. Hmm. I never really had an issue with the cross. I just thought it was cool that there was a big lit-up cross on the mountain that you could see at night just because I like shiny things. Uh, <laughs> I kind of see their point. I mean, we're still going to get the star, but – oh, God, the cross. I mean, they're going nuts over it. And the and the, well, and the Pennsylvania is like, it's state land now. We can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, why don't they sell off that little plot of land? Why don't all those good church-going folks rustle up some money and go buy that little plot of land, buy the half acre that it sits on, and be done with it? Because that would make sense, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but anyway, it's very much like this. But uh, the FFRF did not step in on this one yet. <laughs> hmm. I guess because they're not Perhaps. putting it. Yeah, it's because Pennsylvania's like, no, fuck you. We're not lighting the cross anymore. Okay, good. Well, they're taking it down or just not lighting it? Well, because the star's okay. So it's it's on the same metal frame. Oh. Um, so they're not taking it down, but they're just not going to light up the cross part. Well, the star um, – why I, is the star okay, though? I, I guess because it's just, it's just a star. It's not a – it doesn't look very religious, hmm. even though it's lit up at Easter. Well, it's funny because uh, when I went to – first two years of college, I went in uh, Haven, And in that area around Christmas time, people don't put up Christmas lights. They put up this star – and it's on, and everybody has a, they're all, you know, built in the 1940s and 50s houses with these big front porches. And everybody has this, this star on their porch. And that's Christmas lights hmm. in that part of the state, or it was back in the 80s anyway. So I'm not sure that the cross doesn't, I mean, the, the star is not special meaning to these people because that's, you know, it's cold country. Should I bring that up, Karen, when people are bitching about it on the Facebook page? <laughs> you be like, yeah, I think the star yeah. might be religious too. <laughs> well, it's, the, it's, it's representative of the star of Bethlehem. So, yeah. Yeah, I would have to imagine that that's the you know star that led the wise men or the shepherds or whatever you you know whatever story you want to follow into uh, into Bethlehem to see the little baby Jesus in the manger. Mm-mm. I'm gonna get lynched when I bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps you could put a call into the Freedom from Religion Foundation. <laughs> I don't care that much about it. <laughs> I'm just like I'm this stupid star. <laughs> So I'm going to skip the next thing because I find it – I want to put it at the end. Uh, So uh, the next thing that I have is from Virginia. This was just in my Atheist News feed. There are two people, two administrative people from a public school who are now on paid leave after uh, they poured holy water on one kid's head. Hmm. So apparently there was a kid who was acting up and they came in, the principal and secretary – at this elementary school, they came in, cleared the room, and placed holy water or oil on the child's forehead and prayed for him. In the classroom. Well, yeah. Yeah. But after clearing it out, there were no other kids there. They cleared out the classroom, put holy water on his head, and prayed for him. What? But, yeah. No, this this was the public high school, or public, not, not high school, the public school, not like the, the, the Catholic school. Correct. Yes. <laughs> That's not okay. <laughs> so apparently the mother, it says that the mother was at the school and was okay with it. Apparently they talked to her beforehand and she was okay with it. But there was someone at the school, 
doesn't specify who, went to the district officials, and the district officials said, wait a minute, you can't do that. And now those people on public, or they're on paid leave until they can figure out what exactly they're going to do about this. Wow. The article, <laughs> now again, this is on Pathios from the Friendly Atheist. Uh, so the article is uh, asked the question, how do they get a away with these religious punishments? I'm not, I'm, I mean, not to argue a whole lot, but is that a punishment? <laughs> I mean, between getting a detention and having a couple adults, like, get me oily, <laughs> I guess, I guess well, now, now that I said it, that sounds awful. <laughs> sounds. I can't but, believe, though, like, the mother, like, nobody's like, hey, your child's misbehaving. Maybe you're doing something at home, or maybe we should get the child looked at, they're like, ma'am, we're going to put some holy oil on your son's head, and this should clear up that misbehaving. No problem. And she's like, hey, <laughs> Okay. Well, I gotta say, it absolves her for responsibility as a parent. Somehow, this fantasy that <laughs> paid leave is a punishment, so these two are <laughs> yeah. at home cashing in. Man, it sounds like everybody everybody wins in this situation. <laughs> the kid doesn't get punished, learns no lesson. There absolutely needs to be a follow-up story to this, to whether the kid is actually behaving now or or not. <laughs> did, I mean, that, that's the fundamental question. Did they successfully drive the devil out of the child? Yeah. Did it work? <laughs> well, if it did, I certainly want to know. Yeah. Or did it just scare the poor kid Yeah, into that's behaving? impossible. I don't know, though, yeah. because if the mother said it was okay, maybe he gets this all the time, you know, that kind of thing all the time at home, so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The paid leave bizarre. is the part that got me. I, oh, come on. Paid leave's classic for we're kind of punishing you. Right. <laughs> Look, we, we, he's not working while. here right now. You know, the same thing like with cops when they shoot somebody. They're like, I was just going to say, how many black guys did you kill today? Just one? Yeah. Ah, paid leave. Yeah. <laughs> Go on vacation with your family. <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I can understand paid leave if there is a question of, you know, did they do it or did, did they not do it? And let's figure this out. But they admitted to placing only water or oil on the child's forehead and praying. And it's just figuring out what we're going to do to punish you at this point. Are you going to lose your job or not? So unpaid leave would seem to be more appropriate. Well, the one question that I did find interesting is what if, you know, instead of them doing this, what if they were Muslim? What if they had a Islamic ritual with the kid? Mm -hmm. uh, what if they were Satanists? What if, they, <laughs> what if they did something different? You know, what if they came in and, and prayed to Satan? No paid leave then. Everybody, yeah, they wouldn't be <laughs> just leave. leave. <laughs> Crazy. Hey, you know, Virginia's got a big opiate problem. What do you expect? <laughs> I thought everybody did at this point. Uh, yeah, but the, the Virginia and West Virginia, oh, they're going above and beyond the call of duty. Uh -oh. <laughs> so over in West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Staying in the Virginias. Yeah, this is actually uh, good, though. The, the school district temporarily has suspended Bible indoctrination class for kids. The uh, West Virginia Mercer County Schools uh, suspended the, their Bible study, their in-school Bible study, for one year so that they could determine what they need to do legally because of a lawsuit that the <laughs> FFRF filed. And some of the stuff that they they reference in this article are very interesting. The uh, The district required that teachers of this course, the Bible study course, have a degree in the Bible. <laughs> oh, my God. And I don't know. I really don't know what that means. I, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, the lesson has to include images of Jesus being whipped and tortured. Mm, and, of course. Uh, being, <laughs> yeah, being dragged on the cross, so being nailed to the cross. That, that makes it memorable. That makes it stick in your mind. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure it does. Torture has a tendency <laughs> to do that. Yeah. 
Well, that's the that's the that's the reason why they use those images, though. Sure, right. The curriculum had to include a positive attitude toward biblical literature. It had to uh, students who opt out of the course are not necessarily receiving reasonable quote alternative instruction, but that is a requirement from the district. So there's no alternative. Either you go Christian or you don't. And uh, that's in, actually in violation of their own rules. So, And then there was a, a piece. This, this is just amazing. A piece against evolution. There is a uh, the quote in here saying that Moses was saying that when the dolphin had a little baby, it didn't have a baby octopus. It had a baby dolphin like itself. And when the shark had a baby, it didn't have a baby eagle or a turtle. The shark had a baby shark like itself. So it's ridiculously talking is- against evolution. It's saying that things don't evolve on their own. Ah. Sharks have things baby don't shark. Change. Yeah. That is <laughs> I don't know, you know, never mind. I was going to start to like an amazing it, level of ignorance. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that, that was I'm like that they just simply don't understand what evolution is then. Well, of course not. Or, You've heard all these other ones that are constantly like, how, where's this missing link? Where's, uh, you know, how come monkeys aren't tra- or apes aren't changing into humans now? You know, even though I mean, we're apes. Like, they consistently say that because they just boil it down to the simplest thing. Right. You know, and then they just look like idiots, but everybody else is like, yeah, that's right. I don't see any fucking chimpanzees changing into humans. <laughs> I, saw a, uh, I saw a meme on the internet that I thought was amusing. It was a golden retriever in like a camouflage baseball cap. Like sitting at the cable with a with a bottle of beer, so it's this dog who looks like he's a redneck, and uh, he's saying, you know, they say we was descended from wolves, but if we was descended from wolves, why are there still wolves? <laughs> <laughs> and they said that um, bonobos seem to be evolving since they've been studied with, with the, the um, forest chimpanzees. They are at least we are now recognizing the the roots of language in them and they have had tool use for a long long time we've known about that so things are evolving things are changing and probably if all the human beings in the world were wiped out the bonobos would probably come in and take our place at some point how come they ain't having human babies then (laughs) (laughs) because it doesn't work like that Another quote from their uh, indoctrination text is telling the kid, so picture Adam being able to crawl up on the back of a dinosaur. He and Eve could have their own personal water slide. Now, really, that's in, a, that's in the textbook for this course. Uh, well, like a water slide down the dinosaur's back. I don't even understand. <laughs> it's so weird. It's the purpose of dinosaurs. Amusement park rides. Didn't well, anybody watch the Flintstones but me? I, yeah, I just said that. I'm like, what, like the Flintstones? Like when Fred gets off work and he goes down the tail? I think that's exactly what they're referencing, yeah. Yeah, probably. I got to admit, if I was a kid and they told me that, I'd be like, eh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Sold. Sign me up for this religion. <laughs> well, except for the whole torture part. That's kind of uncool. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Considering that it didn't really happen. Meh, whatever. <laughs> so over in Kentucky, I mentioned the uh, the Ark encounter. Oh, those guys. Yeah. So they are going, The uh, there are science advocates who are going to be having a protest this July in front of the Ark encounter. Uh, they protested before, just before the opening and during the opening, and they're going to have a, uh, apparently this is going to be an annual thing. Science <laughs> advocates are going to protest outside the Ark, and they have a big banner that announces or declares that 
instead of it just being the Ark encounter, they call it the Genocide and Incest Park. Ooh. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Wow. It's a very, very interesting sign. Apparently, they tried to get it up on a billboard, and no one's going for it. The billboard company will not put it up. Sure. I can't imagine that the Ark... What is that? What do they call it? The Ark Experience or something? Encounter. Yeah, the The Ark Encounter. I can't imagine it's going to be around very long, though. They spent so much money, and nobody's going there. They've got to be in huge and increasing amounts of debt. We should definitely go. (laughs) (laughs) When is it? July. Yeah, it's July sometime. I don't have an exact date. I didn't didn't spend that much time looking at it. I just thought it was interesting. I might come up with a date here. I don't know if if it's finalized, but... Wouldn't it be... I think July is when we're supposed to have the big uh, solar eclipse. Ooh. Ooh. Well, we're going to the Ark Encounter and see the solar solar eclipse. That would be awesome. (laughs) Well, Pennsylvania only seems to be getting 75% of that eclipse. (laughs) Yeah. Got to go south. If you want to see the totality, you have to be in that Tennessee area, so... So I would I wanted to bring up the new uh the new guy in Montana, Greg Giaforte. Yeah. <laughs> so if if you haven't heard about this guy yet, he made he made a whole lot of news when the audio of him body slamming a reporter who was asking him about the uh American Healthcare Act, was it? The American yeah. Health No, he's asking about this the CBO score on the uh, Oh, yeah. but CBO score on them. On, on the American, yeah. 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 So he asked the question, and the guy didn't like it, so he asked it again a little bit more forcefully. And then this guy, who's running for office, turned around, grabbed him by the neck, slammed him to the ground, and apparently somewhere in the process broke his glasses. Either that or broke him afterwards. I don't know. The way it was, I listened to the audio, it kind of sounded like a separate incident. He's like, yeah. did you just body say you broke my glasses? Like, he <laughs> I had heard, too, that he was punching him, but they seem to not... I don't hear that as often as I did earlier about no. the punching him. No, I did not hear that. And apparently, uh, there was, a, for like a minute and a half, the guy was like, no, I didn't. And then the Fox, the local Fox reporters uh, who were also there said, yeah, yeah, you did. We were yeah. there. We're also reporters. So uh, <laughs> We're going to side with our friend reporter over here, yeah. Yeah. But not to let that stand in his way, he won by... I wouldn't call it a landslide, but by a significant margin. Now, they do er, they do early voting there. You can uh, send in your vote. So a, a large percentage had already voted. Yeah, it's like 70% was already in. Yeah. I didn't hear it was that much. I thought it was like it were 700,000 voters and like 250,000 were in before this happened. Well, it's also worth noting that he raised a, like $100,000 based solely on him body slamming the reporter the day after. Well, and that brings up the next story. Yeah, this Christian radio host who praised, what's the guy's name? Dave Dalbin Meyer said, Christians need to be more violent, declaring the only thing that is going to save Western civilization is a more aggressive, a more violent Christianity. And he praised Greg Gianforte, Gianforte for body slamming a reporter. Is he even that religious? Yeah, like, uh, this Dalbin Meyer yes. dude? No, G- oh. Gianforte. Like, yes. Yeah, he absolutely is. In fact, later... Later on, he was questioned about uh, something about retirement. I don't know when it came up. I know he has a thing on his webpage saying that he was going to support uh, retirement and Medicare for, you know, the the Montana's elderly. But at one point, he, during a, when he was talking to reporters, he said that 
I guess it may be they were asking him about his retirement because he's 56, but uh, I mean, still a little ways off. But he said that the Bible never mentioned retirement. There's nothing oh, about retirement right. yeah, in the Bible. So, uh, you know, how old was Noah when God called on him? He was 600. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wasn't cashing in Social Security checks. He wasn't just hanging out. He was working. He says the role we have in work may change over time, but the concept of retirement is not biblical. Yeah. And he's a, he's a billionaire, right? Mm, I don't know that, is he? I, I could have sworn I heard that. No one he's a tech, knows. He is a tech entrepreneur, so yeah, probably. He mm. founded a software company that was later sold to Oracle, so yeah, probably. Wow, he sold to, to Oracle? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Seems more and more likely. No, I, 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 the, this concept of retirement, I mean, if you have the inclination. Uh, very close, Jared. Well, oh, really? He, he is, yes, he is currently valued at $315 million. Well, okay. uh, that's not close, uh, but. As to that, being a billionaire? <laughs> having $315 million? I would say that's close. Well, he's closer <laughs> than I am, but. <laughs> it is certainly life changing. <laughs> don't even go there. I don't even want to discuss that on air. It makes me furious. <laughs> Ross Jared about it after the show, though. Okay. <laughs> I'm lost. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's, no a long, it's a long yeah. story. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But yes, he is definitely Christian. He is definitely wealthy. And mm. uh, he is now definitely in office. He's in the house now, I believe. And it was a replacement for that guy's name. I can't remember. I thought I'd have it here. But uh, it's one of the guys who got put into a position in the new Trump administration. Mm. And they had to the backfill. Yeah. Have you seen his apology? No. Oh, it's so disgusting. So he does his, you know, he's, I guess after he won, he was talking about what had happened. And he was like, you know, I just want to let you know, I'm really sorry about what happened. And everybody starts snickering and laughing, all his supporters. Mm. And he's like, no, no, seriously, I'm real. I'm really sorry. You know, and uh, it, I, it was a horrible thing. I lost control, you know, and I, and I hope that the guy can forgive me. And then they're like. We forgive you. You're forgiven. And I'm like, well, who the fuck cares if you're forgiving him? <laughs> you know, God, I mean, you know nothing's going to happen, right? Like, he's not going to. Oh, no. So. This is it. <laughs> this really sets a bad precedent that, like, Paul Ryan's like, well, yeah, he did a bad thing. But the people of Montana have spoken. What can I do? My hands are tied. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I feel like the precedent. Yeah, I feel, I feel like the precedent has already been set. How many people were assaulted at Trump rallies? Oh. Lots, yeah. Dozens. Yeah. Dozens. Yeah, that is the but, president of the United States. But could you imagine, one, if this was a Democrat who had done this, or if this happened 10, 15 years ago? This guy would never – he would have lost. Now he – not only does he win, he raises $100,000. Right. You and know, the, only good, the only good thing that might come out of it is that reporter has every right and will win when he sues him. And he yeah. will get that $100,000 from him. I, I'm just worried. Much more. I mean, like, listen, obviously violence is a president that has been set since these Trump rallies. But I don't want a mm-hmm. press that's going to be scared to ask questions because now representatives can just hit you and they won't be in trouble and they'll still get voted in. Like, that's the president I'm scared about. Well, remember, these are people that have taken on a, a profession that will that sends them into war zones. Being body slammed by some dickhead in Montana. Meh. They'll be okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the, there's a difference between being a reporter and being a reporter that volunteers to go to Afghanistan. I well, mean, sure. I, have re- I have respect for both. <laughs> but It's not only like that, though. Like, with, with uh, Gene Forte, there was another incident where uh, his supporters are like, what are we going to do about this fake news and these horrible reporters and, and blah, blah, blah? 
And he's like, I don't know, but there's one sitting right there. And he pointed one out that was sitting in the audience. You know, it's like, first of all, if these fucking morons are like (laughs) fake news, blah, 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 what's going to stop them from fucking lynching a guy? They really believe there's like there's something that needs to be done. I mean, this is classic fucking like regime change. (laughs) Like Hitler's shit. You turn the fucking news against the people and they don't believe anything. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm going a little too far with this. (laughs) (laughs) It's scary, the precedent that's being set. You're right. I'd rather nip it in the bud before it becomes a problem. (laughs) I was going to say, have you been watching too much Handmaid's Tale again? (laughs) Oh, my God. I read an article about about conservatives trying to say that this is not something they would be into. (laughs) (laughs) And it just sounded like they were... Yeah, this is really bad. Wow. Oh, look. Oh, that's this, that seems very awful. <laughs> yeah, it does. When they say that they're not into that, it sounds like when someone tells you, don't worry, what I do is legit. And you're like, listen, anybody who needs to say what they do is legit, <laughs> clearly not legit. <laughs> this was one thing that uh, McCain talked about when he was on Seth Meyers that I actually, I, I agreed with him. I mean, he was dodging a question. Myers had asked McCain about... When he was traveling to go, you know, from his office to the to the Senate floor, are you, you know, what kind of questions are are you receiving? Have you noticed a difference? And McCain dodged the question a little bit, but he basically turned it into, look, when I walk from my office to the floor, I get hit with questions a lot. And no, these aren't my favorite people. And no, I I don't really. But you know what? They're doing their job. That's their mm-hmm. job. My job is to get to the Senate floor and maybe give them a few answers on my way. Their job is to ask me the questions. He's like, sometimes it seems like they're going for headlines. And, and you know, that's a little annoying, but it's their job. And, you know, you, in this, it's awful that that is like the guiding light for for <laughs> politicians at this point. Yeah. He gets reasonable seeming every, you know, five or six years. <laughs> then he goes off the rails. Don't worry. Well, he loves war. <laughs> That's the thing is it's he just yeah. loves bombing shit. Well, in the same interview, what was it? Oh, they were talking about, remember uh, a few months ago when the Iranians grabbed a couple of U.S. soldiers? Well, they grabbed um, a couple of ships, it, yeah. Uh, but uh, small boats, though. So they yeah. grabbed maybe a dozen soldiers, something like that, or um, sailors. And um, so Seth Meyers a- asked him what he would have done. He said he would have bombed an installation in Iran if they didn't return them within an hour. I'm like, wow. eh. <laughs> How about we give them, you know, 12 hours? <laughs> 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 it, it was an extreme reaction, and it was, bomb them. As the, you know, almost the automatic thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not. It made me uncomfortable. Now, granted, though, John McCain was a POW. <laughs> sure. You know, like, he's old. Yeah. And he is a, a you know, a military guy. He, he has always been very pro-military. I mean, he said, you know, about um, refunding our depleted military. How how in the hell is our military depleted? <laughs> Please tell me this. I don't know how it's the best, most powerful <laughs> military in the world plus depleted. Because <laughs> yeah. I hear I mean, that constantly as well. How is it depleted? What are you talking about? I mean, okay, you don't have as many tanks as you used to have. No, they've got, they've got a surplus they of tanks. They've plenty of tanks. <laughs> Didn't they order a bunch understand. of tanks and just sat in a field? Yeah. Yeah, because it's a jobs program Yeah. for military contractors. So please, if anybody has – to our listeners, if you know how our military is depleted, please tell me. Because I really don't understand. All right, I'm going to move on to international news. So we Do got. The, I got mm-hmm. uh, this link. It's to the New York Times from one of our listeners. Thanks, Kurt. The it's a story from India, and it's about basically it's centered around this one guy, Mr. Netty, 
who has received apparently his first uh, smartphone. And he started, apparently he found out how to Google and he has been looking up everything. And it's it's kind of an interesting story because it shows, one, if you're in a rural setting in India, most people over 40 are completely illiterate. And, well, in several of the villages, women aren't allowed to have phones because they might call, you know, men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's so it's... It's an interesting story, though, because it, it does tell, show you this guy who is able to now not just have a phone, but has a smartphone, and he can look things up. He can use the internet. And even though his family is against him looking at different things, he's learning. And it's just, it's it's an amazing story in that he's actually, like, his world has expanded 10,000-fold. He, mm. uh, it, it's an interesting grasp on, like, what's going on in India, because if you're not like at an India call center where you're at a computer, you don't get access to anything. So it, it's, an it's interesting, just not available. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's not available to you in any way. And now he's he's like he's Googling the different uh, Hindu gods. He's learning about them. He's he's finding out that there are other religions and he's <laughs> looking them up. It's it's an interesting story. But as a side note, it also goes into just how oppressive Indian social life is toward women because again in a lot of these rural towns uh women aren't allowed to have phones like not just smartphones they're not allowed to have phones because they might and, call and talk to a guy yeah because we're yeah we, we're we're the ones that would we're the aggressors mm-hmm. right that's <laughs> always been my experience what <laughs> you're a lucky man <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting article, and uh, it's it's still amazing how I mean, as as advanced as India is, th- how unadvanced parts of India are. Now, granted, there are a lot of people there, so oh, yeah. right, they really span the uh, the technological. That's that's what I was thinking, and I was I was stunned when you were hearing the story. Stunned um, because it was interesting, and I was also stunned at how apparently racist I am. Because she started telling the story, and, and I was like, "Is this there? There's no apparently in between in the India in my mind." Because you were like, "Nope, they can't read. They're completely illiterate. They have no technology." And I was like, "And the rest are all doctors, <laughs> all of them, or they work in call centers." Yeah, I guess that's the in between that I was overlooking. <laughs> okay. Then there's one slumdog millionaire, man. And the children but, have uh, to shame the adults not to shit in the street. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story. apparently the uh the one guy in the story his father asked the question well if you know if i let my son have this phone let him keep it will it help him get a job that's the main concern because of the rampant unemployment so the idea is yes you your kid will be able to learn more just on his own and uh and get a job so it'll help your family so you should allow but a lot of a lot of people are against it in india a lot of people are completely against the idea of their kids having internet access because it pollutes their mind they spend time looking at things that quote aren't important to the family so well i mean if your goal is to maintain the family farm and keep the 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 sons there to continue the family tradition they're right i mean providing them with information and the ability to find out what's in the neighbor, what's in the town next over the hill. Yeah, they might leave. It is a real risk. But the the other upside, though, is that you know, giving a farmer access to the internet, he might learn a better way to grow crops, better way to use fertilizer, increase his yield, all kinds of different things. Information is information is power. 
Sorry. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, the argument against uh, there was a Devender Kumar said 99% of mobile users misuse them. Rapes are an outcome of these things, referencing the phones. He says that one, seems of, unlikely. one of my cousins received a call on a mobile phone. He was asked to go someplace and he was murdered. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a curious leap, but <laughs> I do feel bad about the loss of your cousin. Well, I find it interesting because for us, that statement sounds completely ridiculous. But as superstitious as someone who's completely illiterate and you don't understand how things work, and then you get this phone and, you know, you just don't trust right. it. You want to make up That's these true. stories that mm. no one should trust this. That's true. And especially when it's, uh, you know, a very new technology. For someone, I remember not so many 10, 15 years ago when it was an absolute guarantee that if you went on an internet date, you would be murdered. <laughs> <laughs> True. I do remember those stories. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's shocking to me that people in a, you know, in a, I don't know, there's no second world country, but India is kind of second world country, I would think. It's not third world, but it's not first, you know? The, there are still people that don't have access to the internet. I mean, to all that information. Yeah. Especially since it does have, for some people, it's there. For some people, it's available. I don't know. Well, in the cities, but, you know, their rural yeah. is very rural. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very traditional. Yeah. Sure. And their poor is very poor. Yeah. I mean, I those guys that I know from Bangladesh, which is, you know, not that much different. I mean, in 2010, he was like, yeah, my village doesn't have a TV. There's not one TV in the whole fucking village. I was like, Jesus. I'm like, what did you do? He goes, I got a lot of kids. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get to America? America. Someone from the family. What happens is one comes and then he just starts grabbing all of them. Okay. Yeah. If you have family here, it's easier to come. So. Yeah. So I wanted to start talking about uh, the stuff that has happened in the last week as far as uh, Trump. But I, where I wanted to start with that was the uh, the, the Muslim ban, uh, which yes. is, isn't a Muslim ban, except it's exactly <laughs> a Muslim ban. The Fourth Circuit, the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals, has now ruled that the ban should be kept on hold. So as the one article stated, and I don't have the article in front of me because the Washington Post wants my money and I refuse to give them give it to them yet. <laughs> but the uh, the article said that this wasn't just some judge on a Pacific island or mm -hmm. some judge out in Washington, you know, or Oregon or wherever. It's uh, the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals. It, this is a, a that is serious. And they it's a 13-judge panel, and they heard arguments and maintained that the ban is unconstitutional. And the statement that they put out was very, well, anti the ban. It is, it is basically that, look, the executive branch has a lot of power when it comes to immigration. However, they cannot overstep the Constitution to enforce that. And that's what happened here. And we're not going to have any of it. It was uh, very well written. I mean, it's from the Fourth Circuit. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the judges uh, and this is this is something as well. The judges ruled 10 to 3. Wow. So there were still three, three people who disagreed. That's that's kind of overwhelming in favor of yes yeah the dissension very small doesn't mean it's you know necessarily to be dismissed in my opinion it is but I could be wrong <laughs> so at least that is still in place and I don't understand at this point why they're still fighting the whole idea for the ban the, I mean okay 
I understand why they're still fighting, but what they said, which as we've learned, you cannot rely on what Trump or his cabinet says, but what they said was, we want the ban so that we can get a good grasp on what's going on and actually address it. Well, we're four months in now. How long do you need to get a grasp on what's going on? Like at this point, it's not, you were saying that the, the ban was a, was a delay tactic. Well, okay, we've already been delayed at this point. Yeah. So why are you still fighting for the ban? Because uh, he said he would. Because Donnie Lillahans didn't get what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Really do like the the one thing that it says in the chief judge in his uh, summary. And if uh, so, the, it says he's talking about how the president has the right to make rules like this. And it says, but in context, drips with religious intolerance, animus, and discrimination. Surely the Establishment Clause of the Constitu- of the First Amendment stands an untiring sentinel for the protection. Like, damn. I didn't Animus. understand one word you just said. <laughs> Sorry. It just the, 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 the words that um, the judge used in his, in his opinion was blunt. Yeah. Right. Very, <laughs> very blunt, blunt, very clear, very much. You no, know, the, the, the Constitution is quite clear here, which is why I, I'm a little annoyed at the whole 10 to 3. What are you three people doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, trying to get paid. <laughs> I mean, he went on to talk about how um, it, it is absolutely clear from the words that Trump used throughout his campaign what this is. It is a Muslim ban. He said he was going to do a Muslim ban. What do you think this is other than a Muslim ban? I mean, we also have Giuliani on <laughs> tape saying he wanted a legal Muslim ban. Yeah, yeah. So what you say in public matters in the courts. It turns out, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Except for those three people. Right. And at least for now, it still does. Yeah. So I did also want to get into, since we're kind of talking about international news, his the Trump's travel. And I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> day one. <laughs> there was all, what was, okay, what was first? It was Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah, That yes. was first. So he landed in Saudi Arabia, and after making fun of or, or mocking President Obama for bowing, because and I give the Saudi a little bit of they they give you a medal when you go. So to put the medal around your neck, you kind of have to lean over so that they can put the medal. I don't know why people want to call this bowing. He's he's putting a medal on your neck. Like get over it. But yeah. in any case, Trump made fun of President Obama for quote unquote bowing during this ceremony. So Trump not only bowed, but it looked like he curtsied. He did a little dip at the end. Yeah, <laughs> his one foot shot out a little bit. Like, if you're going to make fun of somebody, don't then do way worse. Well, he did have an $800 million or billion fucking arms deal going on with them at the moment, didn't he? Uh, (laughs) You want to piss him off. True. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's always true between the U.S. and Saudi, and obviously I don't agree with that. But And then he went on to give a speech um, on on Islam. That had to be – I mean, if I were were Donnie (laughs) – I would, I'd be sweating, you know, under the collar. You're in, you're in a land where they behead people when they don't like what you have to say, and you're talking about their religion. Uh, I, I, I would not envy giving that speech, but apparently he pulled it off enough, better than the rest of his trip. Yeah, <laughs> actually, the, the the Saudi Arabia part of the trip was, despite the hypocrisy of the things that he said in the past, went fairly well. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, he also lambasted Michelle Obama for not wearing the headscarf, and then look who comes off the plane without a headscarf. Not wearing the headscarf and uh, not not holding your hand as you walk down the stairs. Yeah, what was up with that? 
Well, they had an X number of hours on an airplane together. I don't know. I'm yes, picturing they... <laughs> on the on the plane, uh, he's saying, you know, you have to wear the headscarf, and her going, no, no, no. <laughs> the last one didn't have to. Why should I need to? No, <laughs> not not. Oh, I'm happen. sure he didn't. I, like you, you were talking about the handshake, right? Or the holding hands thing where she brushed him off right so by the time they landed i think she was fed up with him trying to make her put the scarf on and she's just like i'm not holding your hand you fall down the stairs (laughs) well a lot of people are saying now like you know that that access hollywood tape might have had a little bit more effect on her than we're than we know because yeah that's certainly possible that was like a month or so after they had actually just gotten married that that thing was actually recorded Mm. and it doesn't look like she's moving into the White House anytime soon. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't uh, Barron's school be done by now? No, or close. Soon, anyway. Yeah. But th- we're not hearing anything about how she's. they're making preparations. I think they – I just saw a thing where they're just asking for an extra $25 million to do protection at Trump Tower. Huh. So she just might be like, listen, I'll divorce you after you're president, you know, because I know it'll be bad, and I'm just going to suck you dry. Well, I'm sure she signed a prenup, so she probably ain't getting shit. No, she's going to get what has already been laid out. Yeah. So, Which I'm sure there's something in it for her. But, it, yeah. She, she'll yeah. be comfortable for the rest of her life, but she will no longer be in that golden palace of a pet house. One thing about uh, the Saudi trip that I did notice, Trump did the, I don't know what they call it, is the dance with knives thing. Oh, that looks so awful. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> See, now, Obama didn't do that. And I think Obama said, no, I'm not going to do the, I'll do this, I'll, you know, we'll do this stuff, we'll do this stuff, but the, the knife dance thing, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> and I, I think that uh, Trump doesn't know how to say no to things like that. He, he, had, know that the, he, sh- he had the arms deal. He couldn't turn them down. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to give me a sword? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know that he should turn down things like that. That just proves he is not human. <laughs> he just looked so like he looked like a fucking alien, like trying to acclimate to human behavior. Yeah. All right. So on to Israel. Was next. oh wait, we're skipping the orb. Yo, oh, the orb. Right. I forgot about the orb. Yeah, the one photo shoot of hey, do you want to look like a really wealthy evil person? <laughs> Is the orb a new thing, or is that something they always do? No, that's it. All it was a promotional thing. It was just a you know everybody touch the orb and it'll start the video. That's all it was. Oh, okay. I thought it was like let's yeah. take a picture with the orb of influence or something. No, no, it, it was you know some marketing nerds idea. I did love the Twitter photoshops where they photoshop Sauron into yeah or Saruman <laughs> into the orb shot. Not all of the Palantir were recovered. Yes. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if um, Obama had seen that orb and been asked to go put his hand on it? He'd be like, nope. <laughs> <This> <laughs> but Obama no. was on an apology tour. Of course he would have done it. <laughs> he went around the country apologizing for America. He would have known ahead of time what was going to happen and gone, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> What's next? The real sad <laughs> thing is the next Democrat that gets into office is going to need to do an apology tour, like an actual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah. Trump has done a lot of damage in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, so months. W- where was next? The Vatican? No, Israel. So no, the, Israel was next. Israel. Oh, he, God. He lands right. in Israel and gets off the plane and he says, you know, I was just in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> I just got back from the Middle East. Wait, what? Where do you think you are now? Uh, the, the, the face that Netanyahu made. <laughs> I don't remember anything else from there, though. That's the only thing that I got Oh, that I you got forgot all about where he all of a sudden blurted out, I never said Israel. Oh. <laughs> like, 
and oh, nobody right. had said that he did. When I gave like, out the, the government secrets, I never mentioned your name. Yeah. <laughs> and again, Netanyahu is like, oh, God, shut up, please. Just move. Just stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Can we just pretend that didn't happen? No. Oh, okay. Never said it. Never said Israel. <laughs> yeah. That was the that that was the second stumble. He must have been get Donnie's getting tired at that point. Then <laughs> <laughs> we had the Western Wall, which every president does. That was no big deal. Oh yeah, but I mean, for the Kushners, that had to have been uh, they're Jewish, so that yeah. had to have been a, a meaningful thing for them. Sure. For what, what, yeah. The next thing I've got is over the Vatican. The just <laughs> just all the pictures with the Pope, the video, every clip was just just watching Pope Frank's face was the best thing ever. Yeah, because <laughs> he was just nonstop sad. He would he, oh, he would do so something sad. with like what was it? He was doing something with Melania and handed her something, and he had the smile on his face, like you know, oh, you know, this is nice. And then he'd look at Trump, the smile would go away, just dropped <laughs> on the floor, just like. Ugh. I have to say though, in the the video I saw, uh, Trump looked super fucking happy to oh, meet yeah. him though. Oh, he was elated, yeah. and I was like, and the and the Pope had a smile on his face after their private meeting. Listen, maybe he. You know, try to get through to him. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, for, for yeah, for Trump, this is a huge thing for him. This is a, it's another validation that he is you know a very important person. That the Pope invited him into his own personal space. Yeah, Ugh. and then the Pope <sighs> give him some gift about uh, climate change or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> a copy of his book. <laughs> Yeah, cyclical, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I gave him a, like the whole thing on climate change. I I don't know how. I mean, that's not going to affect Trump in any way. Mm. He's going to so get found- get back under Bannon's umbrella, and it yeah. Won't well, you know, the last person in the room is the one that he listens to. So, right. He right. Had, the Pope had him for a minute. So, what you know? Does anybody have any idea why Sean Spicer wasn't invited? Oh, because I, he pissed off Trump somehow. He no, 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 so no, 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 no. This is what I heard. <laughs> First of all, that was the be- this is the best part of the story is that <laughs> if you don't know Sean Spicer, very devout Catholic, mm-hmm. and uh, to meet the Pope would have been an awesome thing. And apparently, a lot of low level other guys got to meet the Pope, or at least be in the same room with him. Yeah, yeah. So the the reasoning I heard is that there is so much infighting and backstabbing going on in that in that inner circle that someone was like, "Fuck you, Spicy." <laughs> You're not getting it. Like, I don't think it was Trump. I heard it was, uh, I heard it might have been Bannon or somebody else. Oh, wow. He looks so sad. Keep in mind, because remember, people are, people in that inner circle of the cavalcade of fucking the axis of evil, or what do you want to call them? <laughs> Some of them are, one of those guys is leaking to the fucking press. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if we're getting information, one. shit that we should not know about, and that's got to be in that small circle. And at one point, wasn't Spicer put in charge of, uh, cracking down on that yeah he was grabbing staffers phones and shit like that so like they have brains they can remember shit (laughs) so so obviously he failed at his job so i I don't know i think i think trump is not liking him that much but his ratings are good so yeah i mean he was back (laughs) out there today denying everything (laughs) so one thing i thought was was interesting did you see the the outfits that melania and ivanka had on they looked Amish. (laughs) well they, they look like Black wedding dresses, basically. Yeah. So is that required of women if you go to meet the Pope? I don't know. When I first saw it, I went. I, my first thought was, "Oh God, did the Pope die?" Like it looks, <laughs> it looks like they're in funeral dresses. It was well. I found it interesting that I mean, supposedly Melania was brought up Catholic, so for her it was a very meaningful thing. But for Ivanka, she was Protestant, now Jewish. So 
well, an important person to meet, not as meaningful as it would have been for poor Spicy, for example. Um, sure. Yeah. I know maybe she was just doing – maybe she was just following her, her mom's lead and just did what she said. Yeah, but – Ivana Trump? But no, <laughs> no, no, her new mom. Second oh. mom. <laughs> Third mom. Well, I found, third yeah. mom. Well, I found it interesting, though, that they followed the dress customs in the Vatican, but not in Saudi Arabia. Well, fuck those Muslims. <laughs> I was just gonna say, clearly. But how is that not? You know, it's kind of an indirect slight against um, the Saudis. But well, a lot of people are saying it, and, we'll, and I'm sure we'll be moving on to the G summit after this. But mm. that the whole point of the trip for Trump was how it looked to Americans, not how it looked to the rest of the world. Mm. So you pay respect to the Pope, but you, the Saudis, even though you fucking so much. suck their cocks all over the place in speeches <laughs> and shit. Okay. Yeah. That makes By sense. By the way, the, the picture of them standing there is, again, looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> Melania and Ivana not smiling. Trump, gigantic smile on his face. <laughs> the Pope looks fucking miserable. <laughs> there is a picture of him and Justin Trudeau, and the Pope looks just as fucking miserable. Hmm. Um, it might even be just been photoshopped. It looked it, like the exact fucking pose. Hmm. So maybe the Pope's just like, oh my god, please just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but the uh, the Pope from uh, Obama over there, they were both smiling ear to ear. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So then from there we go on to the G seven summit, which was just was talk about G seven first or NATO. G7 then NATO? Oh, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> it was all gold. <laughs> yeah. I think it was NATO next because the next one was where he, you know, talked down to the rest the, the rest of the seven right. nations yeah. and told them they didn't weren't putting enough money in. Yeah, I I believe you're correct. The idea that they're not paying in their fair share when <laughs> there there's not one country that's in violation of the NATO agreement. Right. Not not a single one. <laughs> And the the agreement has nothing to do with like there isn't a single bank account where all the the <laughs> countries have to pay into this bank account. All the agreement that he's referring to is is that they put two percent of their GDP, G, yeah, two percent of their GDP into their military so that they can defend each other. That's that's yeah, what that's the agreement the really is. is. Yeah. And it's by it's two percent by two thousand twenty four, I believe. So there isn't even actually any requirement in 2017. You need to work toward 2% by, by like 2024. So and We make up the difference, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The whole speech was uncomfortable to watch to see their faces. Yeah. As he, yeah, as he that was, was doing the worst that. part. Watching the leaders of these other countries look at each other in disbelief. Yeah. He is so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> And then that was that was it the, at NATO or G seven where he pushed the Montenegro ambassador out of the way. <laughs> I think that was G seven, but I'm not sure. No, because Montenegro just got entered into NATO, just joined NATO. I think. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah, that was gorgeous. I mean, it, the the fact that he he not only pushed him out of the way, but then the moment he got up front, he it won. He never looked the guy in the face. He then right. grabbed his suit and straightened his jacket and made sure that he Tilted was his head up. Yep. Yeah. Put his nose in the air. Oh, man, I just wanted to punch him so bad. That was NATO, yeah. Uh, and the, But the, I got to give complete credit to uh, Marcone, the new president, <laughs> the new French Macron. president. He is amazing. Uh, the handshake. Did you see the handshake between the two of them? The, shan the handshake heard around the world? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where, where Trump gave up the handshake first. 
and it just it held on just for a, a second or two longer, just to make sure that everybody knew that <laughs> he was in charge. Yep, <laughs> it was un- it was very long and uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then later the the handshake that didn't happen where the dodge he yeah. he dodged Trump and gave uh, Angela Merkel a hug. <laughs> <laughs> And Trump was oh. left, left left standing there with his hands in the air, just like, what? What did I do? Angela Merkel, leader of the free world? Yeah. Is that yeah. your argument? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out, yeah. Just an embarrassment all around. And then there was the, the golf cart incident. Oh, right. That was, was G, not... that was G7, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Wasn't caught on video, damn it. I know. I that's it. horrible. I wish it was. <laughs> So if anybody doesn't know, this is they all – I don't know where they were going to. I don't remember. But they were all walking up this hill. They were walking around a, the streets of Sicily, right? Or I thought, uh, they were, I thought it was very specifically up up some hill to see a monument or yeah. to take part in some sort – yeah. Oh, I thought they were just milling about the city. I think they were, no. but they had, there was a destination as well that was up a hill. And Trump wouldn't walk up the hill. And yeah, they brought in a golf cart to take him up. To where the, everyone else was, so that they could do like the photo op. Yeah. Well, did you see that hill? That's not challenging enough for a man of Trump's stature. He's in perfect health. He is in peak <laughs> human physical condition. Didn't you see that piece of paper held up in the air on the Doctor Oz show? Probably the fittest man Confirming. ever to get the presidency. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh my goodness! The, uh, and the, then burnt steak and ketchup will put you in good, good, uh, good God. health. <laughs> The sad part about it, though, is that he knows he was embarrassed by these people, so he won't sign the Paris Accord just out of spite. And it's yeah. a kind of vindictive thing that he will do. Well, and Angela Merkel just came out and said, she's like, we can't even rely on the United States. We have to yeah. protect ourselves. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm just hoping secretly that they're like, look, we're not holding any against the United States. We'll wait this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I also hope so. I would think so. It depends on who we elect next, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it, this is on us now, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, and then after all this, they're saying that his visit abroad was historical, and no one had ever seen anything like this before. Well, those two, what? Those two statements yeah, are Yeah, that's what accurate. they're saying. <laughs> they're yeah, like, I was going to say, technically both those things are true. <laughs> I mean, they remember, I, they were making such a big deal about him flying from Saudi Arabia to Israel. They're like, he's the first president to ever do that. I'm like, so what? <laughs> a fucking big fucking deal. He got on a plane. It wasn't like you know. <laughs> he clearly had an agenda. He said, "Hey, uh, hey guys, I just sold the Saudis a whole bunch of weapons. I got some left. You're gonna need them." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, out of his camp, it was the greatest thing ever. Broke new ground. Historical. Great job. Oh, well and then when poor poor Pence's head exploded when he saw that picture of the spouses from the summit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It's his. It's his what husband? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh Luxembourg. <laughs> so was that the end of the embarrassments of the Trump visits? Probably not, but I can't think of any others. Well, I know there was the German newspaper that said he was horrible person. Hmm. Oh, and uh, the the Palestine Israeli Palestine conflict that he said was going to be easy to overcome. Oh, yeah. Did you see any of the video from the Palestinians during the uh, – the, they were protesting while Trump was there? No. Ooh. Yeah. It was it was nasty. They were they were wanting Trump's head on a platter. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that reminds me. <laughs> Who knew me? I had so much in common with the Palestinians? <laughs> that reminds me, too. After his visit to Saudi Arabia, they were interviewing Wilbur Ross. And they're like, how do you think he went? And he goes, 
oh, it was great. Nobody protested or anything like that. <laughs> and the reporter's like, do you do you know what's going on in Saudi Arabia? And he's like, yeah, it was great. Nobody protested. Everybody loved him. I'm like, upon fear of death, they loved him. <laughs> yeah, it turns out protesting is not legal there. Yeah. <laughs> and a real bunch of morons in charge of our country. <laughs> Nobody's yeah. communicating. Everybody's backstabbing. And they won't let Sean Spicer see the puck and Pope. <laughs> Poor Sean. I can't. He's not going to last much longer. Oh, that fucker's no got way. an amazing book in him that I'm going to yeah, read yeah. <laughs> on Audible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not there yet, but wait. <laughs> Set up your account now. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> so if that's it on Trump, the I did want to bring this up. This is uh, This is going nowhere, but yet it makes me feel good. Jamie Raskin has introduced a, uh, a bill to repeal, globally repeal, blasphemy, heresy, and apostasy laws. Basically, it is a call for the uh, President and Secretary of State to oppose efforts by the United Nations or international, uh, any, any conglomeration, anything that is blasphemy, they, it, is, it is against. Now, in this house, it's not, it's not getting it's not. forward. But I think people need to keep doing things like this. So I definitely applaud Raskin's uh, pushing of it hmm. because of, I mean, all of the people who are imprisoned right now, the people who are getting killed for, you know, victimless crimes. Like I said, it's not going anywhere, but. Yeah, it needs to, it needs to keep coming up. Yeah. yeah. So that eventually it, it can be, you know, looked at across the board. This is not the time that something like this is going to get passed, but. Yeah. No. Uh, is there anything else going on in the Trump news? Well, Did you guys want... Oh. <laughs> I noticed, what was it, uh, Sunday morning. So I, I'm calling it a guilty pleasure because it makes me laugh every time. I've now followed uh, real Donald Trump, and it alerts my phone when he tweets because, oh my God, he's an idiot. But I don't think he had his phone when he was abroad. I think they told him that his data plan didn't work over there <laughs> <laughs> because there was nothing. While he was abroad, when he came back, all of a sudden there was this. And there's been two tweet storms since then. Um, this, one of, this the one where he was demanding that they uh, that that Congress immediately uh, <laughs> repeal the uh, the filibuster and make yes. it fifty one percent. Well, that was this morning. Yeah, that was uh, this morning's guy's tweet. the worst. Yeah. The very first tweet that I got when he came back into, you know, U.S. waters was um, about how he was about to go to the G7 summit. I'm like, whoa, wait a second. What's going on? And then it disappeared off of his Twitter feed. So, but I got it since I, I get the alerts. But yeah, he has been on a, a, a crusade recently. I, I wonder if they actually, like, t turned his phone off. Like, he started... He might have been just too busy. I mean, he really was, <laughs> you know, nine <laughs> days, a lot of countries. Stuff that, and they probably kept him pretty insulated. From the news, what kind of news do they get out in all these countries? Mm, true. And he was exhausted by after the first couple of days, so. Yeah, they put him in a golf cart. You know, he's a tired <laughs> man. He works 200% more than any other world leader. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> no. And he gets two extra scoops of ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Because that's how well known. So, you know, we have to look forward to his uh, Trump Twitter escapades again. <laughs> Although they've been awfully silent on Jared Kushner. Yeah, we didn't talk about Jared Kushner in his back channel. Didn't. Oh, yeah. this is true. Yeah, this has come up in the last week as well. Uh, Kushner's uh, now a, what do they call it? A person of importance or so whatever in the investigation? Person, person of interest. interest. No, no, no. <clears throat> no, they're not no. saying a person because a person of interest means that he might have committed a crime. They're just, they, well, I forget what they're calling it, but 
Something that they need information from him on yeah. something. But apparently he's possibly also committed a, a felony. So uh, because he filled when he filled out his security documentation, he didn't put on the meetings that they are well aware that he had. He he, he, <laughs> he met with the uh, the uh, Russian ambassador uh, about those back channels, and they they know for a fact that he met. And they know what they talked about. And he did not declare these meetings on his uh, security forms, which it states on the forms that that is a felony punishable by uh, imprisonment up to five years. So, I mean, it's, I'm sure they'll, that would be a f- they'll just let him, you know, fill it out in every year. Not a problem. Yeah, I'm not sure they will. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, I mean, you got to talk about the actual meetings to begin with. Not only did he meet with the ambassador, but he met with that banker. Right. Who has really clo- who, by the way, name is Sergey, too. Is everybody in fucking Russia have the same <laughs> goddamn name? There are a lot of Sergeys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who this banker has close ties to Putin, uh, was an ex spy, and now Kushner's claiming that these meetings, which by the way were prior to them getting into office, so a private citizen, yeah, yeah, it was it was a back channel to Putin to, and it was all about discussing Syria Mm. to make it seem like innocuous, like oh, we we were this is what people do, this is what they're all saying, this is what people do when you're in office, you you talk to people about certain things. Well, that statement is correct when you're in office, (laughs) right. And well, the other thing, too, is what people are saying is like, look, that's all well and fine. But why did you need to meet with the banker to talk about Syria? And why did you not go through the proper? There are channels you can go through to talk to Putin, you know, that are legal (laughs) or, you know, like, you know, we have ways of doing this, like declassifying information. Like, yes, the president can declassify any information he wants. Usually there's proper channels you go through. But if he wanted to, he could just throw it in the Russian's face. Which I guess he did. Mm-hmm. So there's so many fucking shady things going on here. Yet there are people who still insist, nah, this is nothing. It's not a big deal. Nothing going, nothing on. going on here. Well, I mean, he went to the Russian embassy and said, can I use your, you know, on Russian soil, because it's in the embassy, personal communications to talk to your people back in Russia? Because that, I mean, presumably because that way people, my security people won't be able to listen in. I mean, how how could you spin that possibly that it's an okay thing to ask for? How, how could that possibly be legitimate? Well, and it doesn't make any sense because at the time he was a private citizen. Right. He, I mean, okay, fine. So if he was saying, when we get in office in four weeks, can we use this? Maybe that's what he yeah. said. But we know but, that's not true. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't make no. any sense whatsoever because once you get into the president's office, then you can do that no problem. You yeah. and you yeah. don't I need mean, to I, go through the ambassador's office to do something like that. Right. It just I don't know, it doesn't matter. Not to mention up. this is now the second time we heard of Trump getting a back channel to Putin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to forget about the Blackwater guy. Yeah. That whole fucking thing. That went nowhere. I never hear ever hear about that anymore. I'm sure the uh, you know the FBI is still looking into it, but I hope so. Then the the latest news is that uh, Flynn says that he is going by June sixth going to be handing over documents to uh, for for the subpoena that he was under to to produce documents concerning the Russian investigation. Man, I you know part of me wants them to grant Flynn immunity mm-hmm. just so that we can f- find out what all is going on. Because if he's- that's assuming he's going to talk though after they do that, they you don't know. Well, well he, I guess they would sign something. He did say he language. was going to do, but at the same time, this is the the same organization that you know you can't trust anything they say. So, 
Right. Uh, I don't know. Well, now, I also heard, too, that Flynn was releasing documents, but not all the documents. But then I started hearing it was just documents. So I don't know and what's going were, on. These were personal financial documents, right? I think that's what they asked for. Yeah. Because they could not be protected by the Fifth Amendment. I thought it was just corporate documents. Oh, sure. Well, it's just, yeah, it's a personal corporation, right. but yeah, it's a right. corporate documents. Yeah. 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 You can't plead the Fifth on those. No. But man, this is going to be like we said, long and drawn out for a very long time because it, it's it's weeks between anything happening. That well, we're going to ask him for stuff. Oh, he's not going to give us anything. Okay, we're going to subpoena some of the stuff, and mm-hmm. then he's going to have weeks to respond to the subpoena. And then when he responds to the subpoena, he says that he's going to give stuff over, but it's weeks later. And then oh, it's just it's going to be so long. Well, yes. that yeah, that's it's what I keep process. hearing. That yeah, that it could be years before this thing is resolved. But I mean, they're playing a dangerous game there, though. I mean, if they, if it's, if we're in the throes of it in the twenty eighteen twenty eighteen mid year, you know, midterm elections, that's not going to go well for the Republicans. And well, if we it's also all thought, resolved, listen, a lot of people said Donald Trump would never be president, but this is true. <laughs> but uh, th- that's what there's a lot of them. Are, I forgot what I was going to say. Just cut that out, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I had a thought and, and I lost it. And if it all becomes, you know, comes to a head in 2020, three years from now, which is probably about right, that's not going to go well for the Republicans. So I can't imagine why they're not. If they're innocent, they should be totally getting in front of this and getting it resolved now so they can get back into position for the midterm elections and people are a little forgotten about this whole thing. Oh, they're doing so, nothing but fucking stonewalling them, though. Right. So there's something there. Oh, that yeah, that whole thing with Mueller and how he worked at a uh, lawyer firm that Jared Kushner was represented <laughs> or something like that, and they're trying to use that. And they're like, like, but there's like saying like, we want this cleared up. We're innocent. Oh, by the way, we're gonna fuck you on every corner. So they're so yeah. obvious they're fucking guilty. Yeah, we but just don't know what the big now. I remember my is thought. Yet. Our only okay. hope is this: even though it may take years, if they find some real damning shit, and remember, this is all about getting to impeachment. Yeah, you know, and maybe busting a couple guys here and there. If it gets really bad, he'll resign before, just like that the ghostwriter said. So so let's hope for some really good, juicy information. Like, we may never get Trump in jail, which I would love. Oh, my God, I would love that. <laughs> uh, but I would be just as happy if he would just fucking leave. Sure. Yeah. And then you get your 24 hours to celebrate, and then it's we got to fight Mike Pence on everything he does. But yeah. <laughs> at least we'll still be around in four years. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be Handmaid's Tale, but, you know, we'll be around. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not funny. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One uh, one final th- note, the one thing that I wanted to bring up. We had discussions on a way back several weeks ago about Alcoholics Anonymous and how it's a Christian organization. And what do uh, what do people who don't believe, what do they do? What do they have as far as rehabilitation? So there is a secular organizations for sobriety. There is a, a list of organizations that you can get Life Ring Secular Recovery, Rational Recovery, Women for Sobriety, Pagans in Recovery. There's a whole bunch of different organizations that are now available for people if they're addicted and they are uh, they have a court mandate. Um, a lot of these places, not every court recognizes every one of them, but uh, there's progress being made. So I just thought I would uh, throw that out there and uh, put up a link to the website page. So there are yeah, options. I'm, I'm thinking, though, the next one down on the list is a little suspect. The Association of Recovering Motorcyclists. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's motorcyclists. <laughs> it's bikers helping bikers, right? 
<laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. What, what didn't you understand they about that? They weren't recovering from riding motorcycles. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Karen, that's what I thought it meant when you said it, so don't feel bad. Uh, I had no idea what was going on until, yeah, got it. Oh, that, that was something special. I'm going to remember this episode for a while. Uh, all right. Does anybody have anything else? Oh, Not I, I got to go feed my 12 motorcycle a day. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm solid. Thank all you. Right. All right. I want to thank everyone for listening. If anybody has any questions or comments, you can leave it on our website, profaneargument.com, or you could uh, message us on Twitter at profanearg. If you uh, enjoy this podcast, you can support it by joining Audible at audibletrial.com slash profaneargument. You could leave reviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, or wherever you happen to listen. And also, I'd like to uh, offer some other podcasts that you might be uh, wanting to listen to, fill up your day. Uh, if you go to soontobenamednetwork.com, there are a lot of kind of like-minded podcasts, uh, pop culture, comic books, wrestling, what have you. You can take a listen, soontobenamednetwork.com. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may your God go with you. Tired of pretending, pushing I was ending